48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. The number of local COVID cases falls below 4,000 for the day, although more patients are being admitted to hospital. The government accepts advice from its experts and approves vaccines for infants. And vendors say they're disappointed as visitors to this month's food expo are told they can't sample the goodies on sale. Health authorities have reported 3,889 new local COVID infections and 234 imported cases. Another 171 COVID patients were admitted to hospital, taking the number of inpatients to 1,536. Six are in intensive care. A hospital authority chief manager, Laugain, said 11 more patients died. In early July, there's only a few cases per day, one to two or two to three. But in the recent one week, we know that there is FH5 to 6 deaths per day. Uh, even last Tuesday, there are 10. Today, we have, we have 11. So what is this means? This means there is an increasing number of infections in the community. So there will be an increasing proportion of patients being uh, suffering from critical or serious conditions. Um, some of them may die, uh, uh, unfortunately. Officials, however, said the overall fatality rate remains at 0.7%. The government has lowered the minimum age limit for the Sinovac COVID vaccine from three years to six months, as recommended yesterday by its advisors. Natalie Cheng reports. The authorities say toddlers can receive the same Sinovac dosage as adults. As for BeyondTech, officials say toddlers should get a tenth of the adult dosage, and they are discussing with the drug manufacturer about buying the right dosage for them. The government said in a statement that it's very concerned about serious COVID cases involving toddlers, and officials are trying their best to provide multiple avenues to get jabbed, so that they can be protected against the virus as soon as possible. A government pandemic advisor, David Hoy, says studies have shown few side effects in young children who received the German-made BioNTech vaccine. The major side effects are actually local side effects, such as uh, injection site pain or tenderness, fatigue, irritability and some drowsiness, uh, a fever, etc. Uh, in the phase two and phase three clinical trials, there were no case of myocarditis, vaccine-associated anaphylaxis or death reported in any of the trial participants. A catering sector representative has urged the organiser of the upcoming Food Expo, the Trade Development Council, to consider setting up a special area for taste testing after food sampling was banned for a second year in a row. Simon Wong, president of the Federation of Restaurants and Related Trades, said that many exhibitors lost business last year because of the ban. The Trade Development Council's Deputy Executive Director, Sophia Chong, dismissed concerns that the no-tasting rule would affect sales. We reckon that despite this not setting up the food tasting area, uh, last year's sales are also satisfactory. The number of exhibitors who participated in this year's food expo actually exceeded that of last year, meaning that they still consider the food expo is a very effective platform for selling and promoting their food brands and beverages brands, despite non-existence of a food tasting area. Simran, who is selling vegan sauces at the expo, says the sampling ban will make a big difference, but she can look for ways to cope. 
I will greatly affect the numbers. I definitely agree with that. But then it comes down to the person to explain the brand and how you present the brand to the consumer as well. I think it definitely will affect the experience. By the same time, packaging helps. When people see a packaging, they understand what it can be used for. That helps to, you got to judge it a book by its cover, basically. Another vendor, Mr. Fujita, who sells Japanese delicacies, also says the tasting ban will affect visitor experience. Now, of course, it's much better to the customer can taste and buy it. But the product is have a lot of stories. So the producer or some farmers have got so many stories to the making product. So I hope that everybody can enjoy this product. Police say they've charged a man with doing an act or acts with seditious intention. The 34-year-old will appear in the West Kowloon court tomorrow. A 36-year-old who was arrested by National Security Police has been released on bail. The weather, mainly cloudy with showers and squally thunderstorms. Showers will be heavy at times. Temperatures ranging between 27 and 31 degrees. Light to moderate southerly winds. The outlook there'll be more showers, heavy at times, with thunderstorms in the coming couple of days, lessening it towards the weekend. Uh, the thunderstorm warning is in effect, temperature 28 degrees, humidity 78%. You're tuned to RTHK, the time is 5 minutes past 11. The High Court has lifted a reporting ban on a national security court case involving a disbanded group which used to organise the June 4th candlelight vigil. Damon Pang reports. The successful appeal was brought by Chao Hang Tong, a former vice chairwoman of the now-defunct Alliance in Support of Patriotic Democratic Movements in China, who's charged with inciting subversion. During committal proceedings, Principal Magistrate Peter Law had asked the media not to report on hearings against Ms. Chao. But her lawyers argued that reporting restrictions on committal proceedings must be lifted once the accused applies for the lifting of such a ban. High Court Judge Alex Lee said Magistrate Peter Law had erred in his decision. In his ruling, he said the magistrate's reasoning was totally in opposition to the principles of open justice that govern the exercise of judicial power in the context of restricting access to or reporting of court proceedings. The judge added that his ruling doesn't affect the restrictions on bail hearings. DAB lawmaker Vincent Cheng says he hopes the legislature's Home Affairs panel will meet later this month to discuss last week's Mirror concert accident when a large screen fell onto performers. Mr Cheng said he hoped the probe into the incident would wrap up quickly. Meanwhile, Kenneth Fock, the lawmaker representing the performing arts sector, said he is glad that authorities have quickly clarified temporary safety measures at government-owned venues. Moving forward, I think it's important for the government to open a, a professional dialogue with people, practitioners from our industry, so that we can have a, sens a sensible and also a constructive conversation to how to make the performance industry a safer place, but at the, at the same time, a more creative place too. So I think I look forward to having this uh, dialogue and, and we are very willing and happy to talk to the government about how to implement uh, different policies. A police investigation has continued at the Hong Kong Coliseum today, with officers seen removing a steel cable. Meanwhile, dancer Lee Kai-in, who was struck on the head, remains in intensive care, though his vital signs are stable. The Hong Kong Automobile Association has welcomed a proposal by seven car dealers to change their warranty policies in order to give vehicle owners more freedom in choosing where to get repairs and maintenance. They suggested the changes following an investigation of restrictive practices in their warranties by the Competition Commission. Violet Wong reports. Under the plan, car owners will no longer risk having their warranties revoked 
for going to non-authorized repair centers for services or repairs. The commission had warned the motor dealers, including Da Chong Hong, Inchcape International, Camlong Motor, and Sime Derby, that such restrictions were potentially in contravention of the competition ordinance. Is now consulting the public on their proposal not to enforce existing warranty restrictions and not to include them in new policies. The Automobile Association's president Rengo Lee told RTHK the scrapping of these restrictive practices will lead to big savings for motorists and is also good news for smaller garages. We welcome the decision on behalf of car owners. The easing of restrictions at least gives them one more option in choosing where to get repairs. For European cars, the repair services offered by authorized repair centers are at least 40 to 50 percent more expensive than those offered by independent ones. For Japanese cars, the situation is better. The pricing difference is about 20 to 30 percent. For Korean cars, the service price of authorized repair centers is very close to independent ones. The difference is about 10 to 20 percent. Transport sector lawmaker Frankie Yick said he believes authorized car repair centers will have to start charging vehicle owners less in future in order to remain competitive. But the Liberal Party legislator warned car prices may go up as auto dealers try to make up for the reduced profit from repair services. The first grain ship to have sailed from a Ukrainian-controlled port since Russia attacked the country is expected to arrive at the entrance to the Bosphorus Strait in Turkey tonight. The cargo vessel, Razoni, left Odessa last night. At a briefing in Istanbul, Rear Admiral Oskan Altun Bulak gave details of the ship's progress. Due to the bad weather conditions, the arrival of the ship Razoni is expected at the assigned anchorage in Istanbul around midnight, later than estimated. An inspection will be carried out with a delegation of representatives from Turkey, the Russian Federation, Ukraine and the UN, and the ship will continue on its way according to the results of the inspection. The governor of the US state of California, Gavin Newsom, has declared a state of emergency over monkeypox. The move is aimed at enabling more health professionals to administer vaccines to slow the spread of an outbreak which has infected more than 800 people in the state. California has the second largest number of cases behind New York State, which declared an emergency last week. Monkeypox spreads through close physical contact and tends to cause flu-like symptoms and pus-filled skin lesions, though it's rarely fatal. Dr. Michael Danio, an emergency doctor in Burbank, California, said the declaration was needed. I'm glad we have a state of emergency because the issue has always been how quickly we can get the resources, testing, vaccines, treatment that we need in the ER to contain this. The energy company BP has reported its highest profits for 14 years. It made more than eight billion US dollars between April and June. BP is the largest and latest energy firm to see huge gains from the soaring global price of oil and gas. Here's the BBC's Simon Jack. The contrast is stark but inevitable. The same high oil and gas prices emptying the pockets of consumers are filling those of the companies that sell it. BP's profit from April to June this year was triple the amount it made last year. The company said it would increase its payment to shareholders by £3.6 billion in the next three months. Insiders at BP and Shell, which announced record results last week, point out that a couple of years ago both companies were losing billions and no one was offering to subsidise their losses. The Election Commission of Pakistan has ruled that the former Prime Minister Imran Khan's PTI party has received illegal funds.
In a case that has been going on since 2014, the Commission's investigation found that the PTI received and concealed more than two million US dollars from several undeclared foreign sources. Political parties in Pakistan are prohibited from accepting foreign funding. Akbar Esbabaris is a petitioner in the Election Commission's foreign funding case. Election Commission of Pakistan today announced that there is evidence that foreigners funded PTI, that Pakistani companies funded PTI, which is illegal, that foreign companies funded PTI, which is grossly illegal because then you fall into the category of foreign-aided party, that PTI concealed accounts, which is very serious because it concealed accounts before the Election Commission of Pakistan. In sport, one of Hong Kong's most decorated squash players is retiring. Max Lee says the Hong Kong Championships now taking place in Central is his last competitive appearance. Natalie Cheng has more. The 34-year-old announced his decision after winning his opening match of the championships, which end on Saturday. Lee began his professional career in 2007 and has been ranked as high as 12 in the world. He competed in three Asian Games, collecting a combined two silvers and three bronzes. But its crowning achievement is probably winning the Asian Individual Squash Championship in 2017. The chief executive of the Saudi-funded golf tour has revealed that Tiger Woods turned down more than 700 million US dollars to join the series. Greg Norman, a former world number one player, was defending the breakaway Live competition in an interview on American TV. The BBC's Rory Gallimore reports. Activists accused a Live series of being a prime example of sport washing, an attempt by the Saudi state to distract from its human rights abuses. Speaking on Fox News, Greg Norman dismissed those criticisms and said companies that sponsor the long-established PGA Tour already do billions of dollars of business with Saudi Arabia. Tiger Woods has said he doesn't agree with the competition and that it's damaging for the sport. But many other top players have seized the chance to take part. Some argue it's not just an opportunity to earn a fortune, but also to shake up golf's hierarchy. In football, England's women have been celebrating their Euro 2022 title in London's Trafalgar Square. Sunday's 2-1 win over Germany was watched by a UK television audience of more than 17 million people. Rachel Backman from the Wall Street Journal says that the impact of England's win is being felt around the world. Well, people who follow women's football in the U.S. are um, sort of incredulous and ecstatic about the reception, both the you know television ratings, which are astounding, and um, just just the um, just the notice of it in the U.S. I mean, the ESPN, the the sports channel here, put about twenty matches from this tournament on its channels. Um, I think last time around it put just the final. So that alone tells you the growth of women's football and the interest globally in the game um, that we're seeing in the US. A reminder of our top stories, the number of local COVID cases falls below 4,000 for the day, although more patients are being admitted. The government accepts advice from its experts and approves vaccines for infants, and vendors are disappointed as visitors to this month's food expo are told they can't sample the goodies. The news from RTHK. <laughs>
very popular band in the late 60s, early 70s, a band called White Plains and My Baby Loves. Loving into our second hour, the dying embers of Tuesday night, Wednesday, just around the corner. If you like a song between now and midnight, by the way, just send over your request. You know the address by now, of course. <laughs> 